right. Welcome. Good morning or good afternoon or good evening or whenever you're listening to this. I am Jessica Craven and this is Chopwood Carry Water, your sort of little action podcast. Uh, those of you who don't know, I do publish a daily actions email called Chopwood Carry Water where I give people about five minutes of calls and actions to take to make this country a better place. And this podcast is meant to be just a little extension of that. If you're not up for a daily actions email, then maybe a once a week podcast that gives you a couple of things you can do really easy, really accessible to make the country a better place. uh, Maybe that'll be helpful for you. And I am, uh, as I say every week, not a pundit, just an activist, just somebody who does. And, uh, and I'm here to invite you to do with me. So uh, we like to start, or I like to start, with a little bit of gratitude for good things that have happened over the past week. So let's start with our gratitude list. Okay, so our gratitude list sprawls far and wide this week, and, and we'll just go through these real quick because I do believe that what we focus on grows. So I like to focus on good things that are happening so that we're not always thinking about the gloom and doom. So I read this week that a new approach to making jet fuel from food waste has the potential to massively reduce carbon emissions from flying. That is extremely exciting. Uh, more good news out of Virginia where Governor Ralph Northam, who I've mentioned a couple of times, he's been doing great work. He is uh, just passed a law making Virginia the first southern state to eliminate styrofoam takeout containers. You know, I'm a big uh, I'm a big environment gal. I pay a lot of attention. I'm a climate activist. And these kinds of small victories are meaningful. We need a lot of them, but everyone counts so much. And now on the racial justice front, Evanston, Illinois, which is incidentally uh, where I went to college, has officially become the first U.S. city to make reparations available to its black residents. How fantastic is that? Now we need to scale that, but great first step. Okay. Um, I, let's see, we, I guess the other thing I'll say, U.S. bald eagle populations. I know there's a lot of environmental stuff this week, but that's okay because we all worry about this, right? We, we lie awake at night worrying about this stuff. U.S. bald eagle populations are recovering spectacularly. And uh, we are seeing numbers soaring to more than 300,000 eagles. And this is uh, up from the 1960s when fewer than 500 nesting pairs remained. So um, Deb Holland is crediting the Federal Endangered Species Act for that. And now that we've got Biden in office, we've got a chance at keeping the Federal Endangered Species Act. So that's great. And then the last one I'll give you is just I find this so thrilling uh, when we think about Trump's cabinet, right? His his white male cis cabinet. Uh, uh, President Biden's cabinet is now fully assembled and he has the most women in his cabinet of any president in U.S. history. Uh, There is also the first indigenous, the first openly gay cabinet members, Um, the first women to serve as Treasury Secretary and Director of National Intelligence, and of course, the first openly transgender person confirmed by the Senate. So fantastic. So that's some of our good news. And then just on a personal sort of experiential level, I will say that uh, this week, I phone banked quite a bit. And, you know, we had all this really bad news coming out of Georgia in particular, right? I, I think even if you live in a total vacuum, you've heard about 
Georgia voter suppression bills that passed and got signed into law on Friday night. Uh, it's upsetting, right? And for me, my first reaction to things like that, I think like all of us, is just to go into sort of a, you know, an emotional fetal position where you're like, oh, it's never going to be okay. And I, it's all so bad. And, you know, the, the tyrants are coming for us. And my response to that has always been, um, you know, this, this idea of chopping wood and carrying water. Okay, well, what can I do? So there are a few things we can do, and I'll talk about some of them a little bit later, but I did do quite a bit of phone banking this week in response to sort of fight back against the depression that those kinds of things um, cause. And one of the phone banks I did was into Arizona to help fight voter suppression laws that are coming there. And uh, I will say that that was a really powerful experience. And so I'm adding it to my gratitude list this week that just talking to a couple people there and asking them if I could patch them through to their Republican lawmakers and having them say, yeah, I'll do that. And then um, in this phone bank, you actually can patch the people through and then you can actually stay on the call and hear them leaving the message and hearing these brave, regular citizens just sort of saying like, all right, I'm going to do this and using a little script and leaving a message on their state legislators voicemail saying like, I want you to protect voting rights, not attack them. It was beautiful. It made me really happy. And it reminded me that, you know, together with all of us using our voices, um, we can prevail. So it, it was touching and beautiful for me. So that's that's gratitude. And, uh, you know, I encourage you to look for little things to be grateful for in your own week and send them to me. If you see something that I've missed, send it to me and I'll keep doing little gratitude recaps at the beginning because I think it's I think it's good for all of us. So I have that email address, chopwoodcarrywaterpod at gmail.com. Send me your weekly gratitude items and I will include them. Okay, we're going to go on to Legislation 101. Okay, so in this section, Ledge 101, what I try to do is make some of the bills that are coming down the pike on a federal level a little bit more accessible to the average person, right? Because as I often say, I live and breathe this stuff all the time. I am obsessive. I read everything I can get my hands on, and I generally have a pretty good sense of what bills are where and why they're important. But for most people who are just busy living their lives, this is not, you know, you don't have to be thinking about this all the time. But there are some things happening that are really important and bills that are pending that will affect all of our lives unequivocally like and this is why I always encourage regular people to get involved because I don't want somebody I love to get killed in a mass shooting and neither do you um, so there's bills that that will help with that I want us all to be able to vote easily and I don't want people's uh, votes to be suppressed there are bills pending about that I want dreamers to be able to stay in the country maybe lots of you know a dreamer who is afraid of being, you know, deported. Well, there's a bill about that right now, and so on. You know, I have an LGBTQ daughter, so uh, the Equality Act, another bill that's pending. These are important, and, and I would guess that most of you listening will be touched by one or many of these bills, or someone you love will be, right? So we want to make sure they get passed. And today, in this section of Ledge 101, I'm going to talk less about a specific bill and more about the thing that we're hearing about over and over in the news. And if you, you know, subscribe to any actions email, whether it's mine or somebody else's, or you are on political TikTok or on Twitter, you're hearing about it constantly. The filibuster, the filibuster, the filibuster, right? 
And we all talk about that as if everybody knows what it is and why it matters to these other bills I just mentioned. And I'm going to try to explain it really, really quickly. No one here wants or needs an in-depth, you know, history of the filibuster. There's lots of places you can get that. And again, I'm an activist, not a pundit. So I recommend, um, you know, going and finding, Googling history of the filibuster or whatever. But I want to explain why it matters for what's happening with us right now. And I'm going to give you a simple script that you can use to call your legislators this week. You can call once or you can call every day. I like to call every day, but you know, I'm me. Um, so, but here's the thing, right? Is that to do a quick sort of civics breakdown, we know that bills generally sort of like start in the House. It isn't always this way, but generally we get a House, uh, a, a bill, it's passed in the House, and then it has to go over to the Senate and get passed there, right? Um, then there's a little bit more that happens and then it will go to the president to be signed. So right now we have a Democratic majority in the House, right? And in the House, bills pass by a simple majority, which is how it's supposed to work. So as long as we've got one more vote than the Republicans, our bills are going to pass. So right now in the House, just like last session, um, we had a majority in the House but we had a Republican majority in the Senate. So we passed a lot of great bills in the House, but then they just died because Mitch McConnell wanted to kill them. So I've had a lot of people say, well, why isn't that changing now? Don't we have a majority in the Senate? And yeah, technically we do. But unfortunately, so we have passed all these wonderful bills again in the House, just like we did last session. And some of the really notable ones are H.R. 1, the For the People Act. This is the one that would fix so many things that are wrong with our voting and sort of prevent voter suppression on a federal level, stop voter purges of generally mostly black and brown people, um, you know, make early voting easier, vote by mail easier, all this wonderful stuff, get dark money out of politics. I could go on. There's a lot in this bill. So that has been passed and it's sitting in the House. It's it's ready to go to the Senate and be passed. Um, H.R. 8, which would... Uh, tighten some loopholes in our universal background check, our gun, our gun legislation. H.R. 4, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, which would fix some stuff that the uh, Supreme Court did to the Voting Rights Act to weaken it uh, in 2013. H.R. 6, the Dream Act, which would protect our dreamers and give them a path to citizenship. And H.R. 5, the Equality Act, which would give a great number of protections to our LGBTQ friends and family and community members. Okay, all of these bills have passed in the House, so that's the great news. Yay! This is where we insert our trumpets of celebration. However, and here's where the sound effect wah, wah, wah comes in, because now they go to the Senate, and although we do technically have a majority in the Senate, yes, we have that extra one extra vote, Kamala Harris. It's just really a tiebreaker. The problem is the filibuster. And the filibuster is, I'm going to try to explain this like I would explain it to, you know, a 10-year-old. Because you don't, again, you don't need to know all the details, but the filibuster is basically a rule in the Senate. It is just a rule that everybody has agreed upon that's been there for a very long time. But it basically enables the minority in the Senate who, P.S., uh, represent way fewer voters, way fewer voters, because Senate is inherently sort of gives more power to senators from low population states, which tend to be rural states, which tend to be red states. Anyway, that's a digression. So because of the filibuster, which used to be something that was only used maybe once a year, very, very, very occasionally, but is now used, I think, up to 80 times a year, 
to block legislation, the only way to get around the filibuster is to have uh, 60 votes. Basically, two-thirds of the Senate must vote for cloture, which is this funny-sounding word. Cloture is the thing that will end a filibuster. So while in theory, 51 votes should be enough to pass any legislation, because the minority party, in this case the Republicans, can use the filibuster anytime. And P.S., the filibuster used to be something where you had to get up and like talk and talk and talk and talk for hours and hours, but now they've simplified it so that they can keep lots of things happening at the same time in the Senate. So that all you need to do is basically send an email saying, I'm going to filibuster this, and you've filibustered it. And the bill cannot go forward without 60 votes. So why is that relevant right now? Because the Republicans are not going to give us 10 votes. They're not going to give us one vote on most of these bills. Um, and there's no way that they will give us enough to get to cloture. So the filibuster is effectively stopping every one of these wonderful bills. And the truth of the matter is it will effectively stop every bill that the Democrats bring to the floor. So what we need to do is reform or abolish it. You Again, I don't have time to go into why that is here or uh, all of the sort of, you know, questions that people have about what happens if, you know, we do that and then the Republicans have power, which there's a good answer to. Um, if you want it, you can email me and I'll send you the articles explaining it. But the short, short answer is that Republicans generally don't legislate anymore. They just pass tax cuts and they can do that through another policy called reconciliation. And then they confirm judges, which they can do with a minority vote because they abolished the judicial uh, SCOTUS, the Supreme Court filibuster. So basically, the filibuster's time has come. And what we need to do is encourage our Democratic senators to get rid of it or at least reform it enough that it might really become something that Republicans don't want to use every single time they want to stop a bill. So what I am calling my representatives, I have Democratic senators, so I am calling them and I am saying, hey, uh, my name is Jessica Craven. Here's my zip code. I'm a constituent. I'm calling to say, and I'm going to put the script in my uh, link tree so that you can use it this week. I'm calling to say that I support and I want the Senate to pass. Now, here are some of these bills I just talked about. H.R. 1, the For the People Act. H.R. 8, to begin to address our gun violence problem. H.R. 4, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. H.R. 6, the Dream Act. And H.R. 5, the Equality Act. Yes, it is okay to list that many bills because they're just ticking them off. The person taking your calls, just ticking them off. And I expect the senator to support all of these wholeheartedly. Because I have a Democratic senator, I am then going to add, since we know the only way we will get this done is to abolish or reform the filibuster, let's do that as soon as possible. We can't wait another minute to get these bills passed. Thank you. We always say thank you. If you have a Republican senator, what you are going to say instead, after you have listed the bills that you support, is if the senator won't support these bills and work to help pass them, I will do everything in my power to support the Democrats in abolishing the filibuster. Okay, thank you very much. And you're done. So that is the call we're going to make this week and encourage our friends and family to make. We're really, we're coming to the, the crux of this issue because these great bills are piling up in the House. They've been passed, they've been passed, they've been passed. And they're starting to, they're, they're piling up in the Senate now. And we cannot have a repeat of what happened when Mitch McConnell was Senate Majority Leader, where we just see these great bills die in the Senate, right? Okay, so that's my talk on the filibuster, and I hope it was helpful. I'm going to take a brief breath, and then we are going to talk real quickly about some election work that I'm doing right now that I hope you will join me with. So let's take a pause. 
Okay, chop wood, win races. That's what we're here to talk about, elections. So real quickly, uh, the phone banking I did this week, and I did quite a bit of it, I told you that I did some phone banking with the Center for Common Ground into Arizona to stop voter suppression bills. If you're not quite up for making election phone calls, but you want to help make calls, this is a great phone bank to do, and you can find it at the Center for Common Grounds website, uh, or, you know, go to my link tree and you'll find it there. And now that the bills in Georgia have passed and been signed into law, we're going to be moving into some boycotting stuff in Georgia, but we're going to turn around and also start to work in Arizona where these bills have not yet been passed yet, and we want to try to stop it before it happens. So... In Arizona, uh, we are literally calling Democrats, letting them know what's happening and patching them through to their state representative and giving them a very simple script. We, we text it to them right through the platform that we use and uh, asking them to call the representative and say no on these bills. So that is fun. It is really deeply touching and very satisfying. And a lot of it is just leaving voicemails. So for those of you who are afraid to try phone banking, a couple of things. First of all, you will get trained at the beginning of all of these phone banks. Secondly, most of these phone banks, if not all of them, you're calling registered Democrats, so they're rarely going to be mean. The most they'll do is kind of hang up if they don't want to talk to someone right now, but a lot of them are like, okay, well, yeah, send me that script, or maybe I'll do it later, or thank you for calling. Um, there's very little rudeness in these calls, and it feels so good when you get someone to call their representative. So, that's one kind of phone banking I did this week. And then the other phone banking that I'm doing right now, and I encourage you to join me, is in Wisconsin because they have an election coming up on April 6th. And I talked about this a little bit last week. Now, I know that a lot of you, when you hear me talking about phone banking, you're like, nope, 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 my mind is closing. I'm not. No, I won't be doing that. I'm just going to screen Jessica out while she talks about this. La, 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 la. And wait till she, you know, goes back to something else. I want to encourage you to change that thinking because... We cannot win if we don't stay engaged with voters all the time. And we also cannot win in the bigger elections, like the Senate elections in 2022 and the House elections in 2022, if we are not doing this work now. The thing about Wisconsin is that we have a Senate race in play there for 2022, right? Ron Johnson, that guy's terrible. We want to get rid of him, but we can't. If we haven't laid the groundwork, the good news is the Wisconsin Democrats, I said it last week, I'll say it again, they are the most organized, amazing state Democratic Party, I think, in the country. And phone banking for them is a joy. Their training is great. Their people are on top of it and helpful, communicative. You will be on a Zoom call with a bunch of other people. And I did these calls. They're super fun. Again, we're calling registered Democrats. We're making sure they know that there is a uh, election. This is for a state uh, educating uh, education superintendent, so kind of in the weeds. But again, this particular position is the one that Wisconsin's current governor held. So before he was governor, he was state superintendent. So this is a, a, a state-level seat that is a, 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 a launching pad for higher office, right? So let's get a great Democrat in there. So that is what I did this week, and I'm going to do it again. And I encourage you to consider signing up. Take the leap. I know you're scared. But this is how we win. We stay engaged all the time. So wisconsindems.org, you can just sign up to volunteer or get in touch with me or go to my page, uh, my famous Linktree page. And the last thing I'm going to say before I close, because I know it's getting late, is 
because of what happened in Georgia with these bills being passed and a general feeling that the the big corporations who are based in Georgia um, did not do enough to stop these bills. We are hearing from especially BIPOC grassroots leaders on the ground there that a boycott may be in order and that we are starting with Coca-Cola. So I want you to think about that when you're shopping this week. And if you are interested in sending Coca-Cola an email or making a call to them, you can go to the uh, Stop Georgia Voter Suppression document in my link tree. And there is a script and an email address. And we're basically just saying very disappointed that you did not fight harder to stop this legislation. And uh, we better see you take some big strides towards supporting uh, supporting voting rights and also supporting H.R. 1, the For the People Act, or I am not going to... Uh, use your products anymore. And again, all of the information for that is in my link tree. And this is where I tell you how to get to my link tree, which is basically the source of all things <laughs> that I talk about. Everything I'm talking about here is there. Call scripts. Um, you can subscribe to Chopwood Carry Water. You can find documents on Arizona voter suppression, on Georgia voter suppression, all kinds of good stuff. So all you need to do is go to bit.ly Jess page, bit.ly forward slash J-E-S-S-P-A-G-E, okay? And uh, you can also email us at chopwoodcarrywaterpod at gmail.com. Tell your friends about this podcast. Uh, if you can stomach it, I cannot believe I'm this person, but please consider liking and reviewing it on Apple Podcasts. That seems to be helpful. I don't care about my own, you know, getting myself more listeners. What I care about is more people making these calls and taking these actions and getting engaged in their democracy. This country belongs to you. Your lawmakers work for you, and uh, it is time to take your power back. Find your voice and then use your voice, because, as I hate to say, if we don't use our voices, we tend to lose them, and we don't want to do that, right? Okay, I'm so proud of you all. I am so grateful for every single one of you walking on this journey of uh, engagement and activism with me. I really can't wait to talk to you again next week, and I'll have a whole new list of wonderful things that happened and great things we can do to stay involved and engaged. Have a great week. Be safe. And um, let's get to work. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, 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 oh,